Hello, everyone, and welcome in to the Youth Hoops Pod presented by Pro Skills Basketball. Youth basketball is often disorganized, focused solely on winning, and generally frustrating. But at Pro Skills Basketball, our mission is to change that culture. We strive to provide a more professional experience for parents, players, and coaches. One focused on organized communication, fun, mutual respect, and personal growth on and off the court. And the Youth Hoops Pod is a part of that. This podcast covers a wide range of youth basketball topics, from high school and AAU basketball to college recruiting, NCAA, NBA, overseas basketball, mental health and performance, leadership, and much more. Now let's jump into today's conversation. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Youth Hoops Pod presented by Pro Skills Basketball. My name is Chris Goodrum, National Director of Pro Skills Basketball, and your host for today's conversation. Today is going to be geared around our guest and his experience, not only as the PSB Tampa Director, but also as a father of basketball players and an OG hoop head himself. But first, Colin Robbie, the Bulldog, our co-pilot today. Colin, a little mic check, please, sir. What's going on, everybody? Excited to be here again sitting down with the man himself nice nice and then to our guest mr pierre Stans, psb tampa director finishing up third season as the psb tampa director pierre let the listeners hear that voice that's right third season thanks for having me chris and colin absolutely man thanks for being here so p we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it um could you could you provide our listeners just a quick backstory of you kind of where you grew up, played high school ball. Uh, I know we've had those conversations, uh, college basketball, and then and then initially how you got connected in with PSB. Yeah, I am from Virginia, very small rural town, um, Sutherland, Virginia. Closest towns are Halifax and Danville. Um, so I grew up you know, with really neighbors that are probably about, you know, a couple minutes away down the road from me. Um, grass hooped that I turned into dirt because I hooped on it so much. Um, you know, I played really from about eight years old, rec league, um, up to middle school ball. I got cut my seventh grade year. Uh, which was really inspirational and motivational um, to my basketball journey. Um, Then I played high school basketball at Dan River High School and uh, George Washington High School, which is in Danville, Virginia. I was fortunate enough to have a a AAU teammate um, who was getting recruited um, by a junior college. And I didn't know anything about junior colleges at the time. I was getting recruited by a couple of D2s and some D3s. And at the time, I thought I was um, a little higher level than that. Um, so I ended up going to Clinton Junior College uh, for two years. Had a really good junior college experience. Um, did, did well. I was recruited by high major, low major um division ones and then a lot of division twos and i decided to make my home at division two johnson c smith university um i went there for a year and then i finished up my last year at queens university which is also another division two at the time now division one um school in charlotte north carolina 
Um, after that, I had some opportunities to uh, potentially play overseas. I wasn't really interested in it at the time. Um, so I picked up, you know, a real world job. I worked in insurance for a few years um, until I um, started back coaching in college at Clinton Junior College for a year. Um, and then also um, I found pro skills and now here I am. Yeah, P. Just two quick follow ups, and, and then I know Colin's got a uh, a, a follow up. Uh, I, I think you glossed over a pretty big deal about high school basketball. Like really quickly, let everybody know who you played against in high school. Yeah, I, I played against a lot, a lot of um, really good players uh, coming up. I played, had the opportunity to play against Jared Jack and AAU and high school basketball. Um, also played in the same conference as everybody's favorite Duke player, JJ Reddick, um, which, you know, he was a, he was a tough individual to handle at the, at the time. But what I will say in my high school basketball career, um, I was probably, I was undefeated until the very last time we played, uh, uh, Reddick's high school team, which they beat us in the conference championship. Still very bitter about that. Um, you know, that was the one game that he was just kind of unstoppable against us, unfortunately. And that ended, uh, pretty much ended my high school playing career, um, for the most part. So I got to play against some really good, uh, basketball players along the way when I was at, um, uh, also when I was at Queens university in the summers, that's when Steph Curry and Steph Curry would come. Um, to the oven and play pickup basketball. So I got a lot of experience um, seeing stuff shoot the crap out of the ball. And I can tell you, even back then, I knew that he was a really good player. Um, I knew that he was an NBA level player, but not an MVP. Um, but that's just a you know, speaks to the dedication um, that if you put in the work that you can grow your game. And I've seen it firsthand because I saw where he was um, back then, um, early 2000s to where he is now, which is just a phenomenal transformation. But I can tell you that when he was in the gym with us, that was probably his third workout of the day. And he was running circles around people in pickup, you know, not just baseline to baseline, but sideline to sideline as well. To your point, I think that speaks to like, if you've got the capability and you've got the work ethic, then your capability should always be chasing your ambitions. And as long as you're doing that, then 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 there's a lot of places that you can go. I think the other thing before Colin kind of dives into the Tampa side, you kind of glossed over your experience with PSB here in Charlotte, right? Like I think I think that that's a foundation for Colin's question about just your whole Tampa in endeavor and the journey that you're on right now. So like really yeah. quickly, like kind of, kind of, kind of give a glimpse into, into how Charlotte kind of prepared you in that experience. Yeah. So, um, I was fortunate to start as a, um, coach in Charlotte. I think my first experience with PSB, I was coaching a fourth grade team, um, which it was really foundational for my for me as a youth basketball coach, starting with such a young team. Um, here I was coming um, a year out of coaching um, college basketball, thought I had figured out a lot. 
and that year of coaching experience. And then I get handed a group of fourth grade um, players who were inexperienced. And I felt like my experience would help them a lot, but I felt like they grew me just as much as I grew them. Yeah. Um, Cause it really taught me how to break down the game and teach it at an elementary level. Um, now I'm able to give any player a baseline of skills, which before I was working with players that already had a baseline of skills. Um, so it, it allowed me to more easily identify gaps and fundamental foundations with older players. Um, that group that I got and actually, um, you know, I was working with Colin at the time, um, was not very successful. Um, the year prior to them coming um, under under my coaching. And we went from being like a one in 19, one in 20 team to being like, a, what, I think we won three games in the fall. Then we won, I think five or six in the winter. Um, then we geared up for the next spring, summer and we won over 10 games. Um, and that just kind of taught me about the wins within the game because at first we weren't very successful in terms of wins and losses. So it was really finding the small wins within the game, like defensive positioning, being able to handle the ball without turning it over, finding the fast break, um, playing as a team off the pass um, and making the right plays. And all of that, celebrating those small wins led to more and more on-court success as far as wins and losses. And in my belief, help those players believe in themselves and give them confidence that they can grow, not just on the basketball court, but in life. Um, so, I, you know, I started with that, that team, um, you know, coaching in Charlotte. Um, so I, I coached teams for about a year or so, and then the, the South region um, had an opportunity where they needed a manager. Um, so I had the opportunity to help lead a, in the South area of Charlotte um, when it was just starting to, um, you know, blossom. And I, I spent about a year, year and a half doing that. Um, coaching with PSB, I was able to connect and meet Colin um, at first, who, who was my um, general manager. And then along the way in the camp, I met um, this guy named Chris Goodrum. Um, and we've made an incredible friendship and bond, um, which has kind of carried me um, and, and taught me a lot outside of basketball and within basketball. Um, and then, you know, there was an opportunity as PSB was growing and um, starting to open in different cities that my family and I, um, you know, were led to Tampa, Florida. Um, and here I am now leading Tampa in its third year, going into its fourth year, uh, which I'm really excited about. Um, you know, and I'm sure we'll, we'll dive into my time in Tampa as well. Yeah, I, I love hearing that story. Uh, obviously, you and I have known each other for a long time. Uh, I remember that that fourth grade team. That was a lot of fun. For the listeners out there, Pierre got thrown into the fire a little bit with that one. Uh, you know, they, they, 
at first, you know, a great group of kids that struggled basketball wise. And, and man, you know, with two, two years with Pierre working with that team, I mean, those kids were ended up becoming some really good basketball players. So that was, that was fun to experience kind of from the outside looking in um, Pierre kind of, kind of bridging that gap to our, our next point. Um, you know, Tell, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about your experience from moving, you know, from Charlotte and established pro skill city at the time um, to Tampa where, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. You, you generally didn't know many people didn't have many contacts um, and kind of, and starting a brand new city, you know, literally from scratch, right. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that experience and what that looked like for you. Yeah, Colin. Um, it was actually a very interesting experience um, coming from Charlotte, North Carolina, where PSB is headquartered and was founded. And there was a base of probably at least 30, 35 teams at the time where PSB is, is a brand and well known um, to move into a brand new city. Um, that's not super close to Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, eight hours away at least. Uh, where nobody had even heard of pro, uh, pro skills or there was a not, not a lot of knowledge of PSB before I got here. Um, you know, it was, it was kind of a huge undertaking for me. It was, you know, very scary, just straight up moving to a new city with no contacts, um, coming down here to get started. But what kept me motivated was really um, the vision of pro skills and developing basketball talent, um, you know, regardless of where, where you are. And I knew Hillsborough County, Tampa is a, is a huge area that likes basketball a lot. Um, and I was excited to be tasked with the opportunity to come in and try to um, help move youth basketball culture forward. Um, so com coming down here and not having any connections, uh, my biggest thing was networking. But what happened was actually the year that I moved down here was when the COVID shut down and the pandemic hit. Um, so that made it even harder to network um, and meet people. Uh, so I did a lot of cold calling, cold emailing, um, reaching out to local uh, people on the basketball scene, going um, two gyms because Florida was a little more open. So there was some high school basketball games that I could go to uh, to connect with local coaches or try to connect with local coaches in the area. Um, I believe that summer was bit, was really huge for me uh, when I was able to go to the summer leagues um, that, that was happening. Um, here in the area, and I was able to connect with some local um, coaches and players. Um, we started running a clinic. I think we did a Black Friday clinic. We had a great turnout, um, and that was held at Wiregrass, um, which I, I thought would be one of the locations that we used, but it ended up not being. Um, but that was kind of a part of my journey of learning the Tampa area, learning how basketball worked in, in this area, who to be connected to um, that can maybe point me in the right directions to find gym locations, gym times, um, and connecting with players. 
So it was really, really a big task. Um, you know, a lot of restless nights trying to figure out, you know, how we were going to get started here um, and how to build. So we started from very meager beginnings here. My first year, we had um, two teams. They were both combo teams. We had a combo middle school team of seventh and eighth graders, and then a combo high school team of ninth and 10th graders. Um, and what I really focused on was just the experience. Hey, um, we had two teams that were not very developed talent-wise, but we had great coaches. Um, I had Coach Sean with me and Coach Connor um, that were both locked in early as, as coaches. And we just dug in every practice, um, building baseline skills, and um, growing from there. And I think really that attention to detail and the level of engagement with our players and our families really started the basis of what where we are now um, three years later. Because I could tell you, I could always see the vision. I ex experienced the vision in Charlotte, um, but getting started and getting off the ground here was um, just, just a huge task. Um, and now we're at, I think, 12, 12 teams um, in a short period of time, but it's really been about the connections that we've made with the families here and um, the, the level of engagement as far as developing um, our players to the best of our ability, just helping them believe that they can grow and having a growth mindset and also, you know, kind of um, having those relationships with the parents where they understand the vision and what we're about. That is not just about the wins and losses, because let's be honest, at the beginning, we didn't have the developed talent here in Tampa because we we um, hadn't developed talent yet here in Tampa. Um, so we were getting some of the undeveloped Tampa Tampa talent in the beginning until people started to trust us um, a little more. And I see that trust building more and more as, as our teams are growing and performing. Um, but it's not about just the wins and losses. I think it's about the professionalism and the organization that we're providing uh, to our, our families, players and parents, um, that's, that's really helping us grow and where people see the value and what we're doing here. You kind of talk through some of some of the important steps that you took to help kind of get you as a brand and PSB as a brand kind of on the map in the Tampa area. Could you could you kind of further dive into the things that you were seeing from other programs in and around the area and how you were trying to position PSB in Tampa to be different, to be a North Star, to kind of fill the void that was that was lacking yeah and i'll tell you i want um to what i saw that was missing from other programs more than what i saw was missing from the youth basketball scene in tampa and when i went to watch middle school and high school basketball games what i noticed and all i have is the reference point of you know virginia basketball and North Carolina basketball 
coming here, I can see that there is very elite talent, um, athleticism and skill at the very top, what I call our tier one guys. And generally tier one um, talent on the basketball court is tier one anywhere. And Tampa definitely has that. Um, when I watch the, the basketball just from you know, a coaching standpoint, I could see that um, our tier two and tier three level of players in the area weren't as polished um, as what I've seen in other areas, high school basketball wise. Um, so I immediately, the wheels started turning is like, how can we get these high school players more polished, um, you know, that are maybe not at the top, very top tier level of athleticism and and skill, um, how can we get them to be a, a little more polished in tier two and tier three? And I think that really starts at the youth level with our elementary and middle school players. Um, so looking at that um, and going back to the, the teams and the growth um, here in Tampa really had me take a look at how, how can we develop talent um so so when they do get to the high school level that our high school coaches in hillsborough and tampa don't have to reteach some of the baseline fundamentals um that they are expecting players to have when they come to them right um like how to play off ball how to defend on and off ball as a team like those principles that i think um, some coaches and high-level players take for granted that you kind of um, tuck away as muscle memory because you've been playing so long or you've been coaching so long or watching the game and studying for so long that you basketball players may not be developing because they're not watching as much basketball these days. They're not playing as much basketball as far as pickup and things of that nature. Um, so that was really what I – I identified uh, from watching those middle school and high school games and was my motivation um, for how we would go about building our program in Tampa. Um, and I think in turn that that makes us different. Um, and the other piece of it, which is, you know, foundational for all of our pro school teams is the professionalism and organization. Um, when parents and families come in the door, we're going to give you a schedule. We're going to communicate with you on a weekly basis. We're going to keep you in the loop. And yes, things come up um, in youth basketball, but we're going to be in front of them as much as possible. Love that, Pierre. Um, I, I love hearing you kind of talk about your vision um, for, for Tampa and not just pro skills in Tampa, but the entire basketball scene in Tampa and and playing your part in um, trying to help develop the entire culture uh, and change that culture, which is our mission. Um, you know, want to kind of dive specifically back into into your PSB Tampa experience. Talk to us a little bit about the growth from years one to year two um, and, and, and what played the most significant role. I mean, you you went from, as you just explained to us, in year one, two teams that didn't have a ton of polished players, kids that were eager and wanted to learn but just weren't quite there maybe at the time, 
and not a ton of success, you know, as far as what society would count as success on the court with winning games and whatnot. And then you turned it into eight teams in your second year. Like, how the heck did you do that? Man, <laughs> I, really, you know, I, I can't say that I have my thumb exactly on it, but I believe if you treat people well and you're authentic, that that will shine through. Um, so I just did my best with what I had, you know, with the two teams that we had in the beginning, pouring um, my heart into it, making sure that I had coaches that I felt really good about um, as far as their knowledge of the game and then them as people. Because um, really my commitment, um, you know, on the basketball court is to develop players but also is to put good people in front of our players because I know your memory of a coach lasts a lifetime, good or bad or indifferent. Um, you know, so I, I feel like it is, you know, my responsibility to try to put good people in front of our players, um, coaches that are going to be demanding, not demeaning, um, coaches that are going to be there if you need some extra work um, who can – um, you know, give you some extra drills that you can take home with you um, that have good relationships that can build relationships with our players. And then also on the parent side, um, just really diving into what our vision was here in youth basketball and like our expectations of, of parents in the program and what development looks like. So I do a lot of um, just kind of educating on a weekly basis in my weekly communications to parents on what our vision is, what our expectations um, of parents are and their role. Um, and their, ro their biggest role is to be supporters of their players, not to be their coaches, to allow us to do the hard parts and to get on the players and where they can be there to support them through um, their growth and their development. Um, so I think just kind of the personal approach and then us being able to put teams on the court and for other people in the area to see the professionalism, um, the way we went about things, how the environment around our players was a safe environment. You don't hear, typically hear our parents um, yelling and screaming at the referees or um, being belligerent, and that is intentional. Um, I have those conversations with our, with our parents um, to make sure that we are being the example, um, that we want other programs and other families um, and players to model. And that's just kind of with our behavior because we know that youth basketball can be a wild card as far as what you get with coaching and the environment in gyms. So um, we still are in those environments and gyms and, and stuff like that. Um, but we try to be the model um, of behavior um, for, for our players uh, first and foremost. But then also I think that kind of culture starts to rub off on the people around us. So I think having other families talk to our parents and our parents um, explain the experience that we're providing 
um, helped helped us grow up, grow a ton. And then we we are um, absolutely making sure that we're getting uh, scheduled court time on a weekly basis with all our players. Um, so I think also other teams and parents saw our players grow, our teams grow, where we struggled a lot in the spring, but by the time we got to the summer and the fall and the winter, we were much more improved and we weren't just getting wins within the game, that we were earning some wins on the court as well. Um, so I, I just think the overall culture is starting to spread in the, in the area. Yeah, that's Pierre. That's great, and I I love what you were talking about too. Because when we talk about changing the culture of youth basketball, of course we want as many families to be a part of PSB as possible. But it's also, you know, important to acknowledge there are other programs that are that are doing good jobs, right? And there are other places for kids to experience the game of basketball. And a part of our job when it comes to changing the culture of youth basketball is doing it in such a way that we become a north star for other programs to start looking at kind of how they're doing it and then internally starting to reflect and say, Hey, maybe we should look at this in a different manner, in a different light. And when you start seeing programs emulate some of the practices that we have, both business practices and on court expectation practices, well, now, you know, you're starting to have a large impact in the culture overall of youth basketball. And so when you start to say those things and hear those things and those communications start to happen with parents outside or with other programs out, out outside of PSB, then you know that you're a strong, um, a, a strong um, kind of presence in the youth basketball landscape. And so I think, I think that's, that's incredible stuff. The last kind of 10 and a half, 12 minutes, however much uh, we have, I, you know, I, I'd like to take some kind of, higher level thinking with basketball in general uh, and pair it with kind of where you're at. And so, so just to start kind of the thought process as a father and a director, right. And, and, and you're a father of young kids who play basketball and then you have a child who was in college playing basketball. Um, what are, what are your thoughts overall on youth basketball and kind of what is needed more so than ever right now? just think intentionality um, when it comes to practices and development um, for our youth basketball players that we are um, teaching them skills that will lead to their success um, and also letting them know that the journey is, is a, a journey with obstacles that you're gonna to have to knock down and that you're gonna to have to compete at every moment. And you're gonna to have to continue to have that um, belief in self. Um, and we're also gonna be here to support you um, when in those down moments where you may question it, to help pick you up and continue uh, to move forward. I just think the leadership in youth basketball has to continue to strengthen and that it has to be led um, by the adults in the room that care for the kids the most. Because um, I think sometimes we get out in front of ourselves with trying to win more than we are trying to um, grow our players and, and, and think about their development as people um, and as basketball players. So I think if we keep the people 
part of it important um, as far as, yes, we want you to grow and we're going to be demanding, um, but we're not going to put you down. And we're also going to understand that this game isn't everything, um, but it is a platform to support you into being a better person as well as a better basketball player. I just think, you know, you basketball will be better and the world will be better. Um, and I'm big, I'm big on that. Like I'm not, yes, the basketball is a huge part of what we do, but it's kind of inherent. Um, so you're going to come to us, you're going to get skill building, um, youth basketball, um, will grow, but it, it will grow like wildfire if we put the person in front of the player, right? If we're taking care of the people, um, and then execution of plan, right? I feel like we have a strong plan, um, with PSB. Um, in general, and then PSB Tampa and um, getting those coaches in front of the players and just us continuing to work on fundamental skills um, and just repping that out will will help the game of basketball take take off, like not forgetting the skill building part as we're competing, um, because that's what leads to confidence is those players believing that they can do. Um, and that takes some intentional um, teaching on the court. Yeah, Pierre, talk, you know, kind of, kind of to round this part of the conversation up, you know, I love hearing about your focus on intentionality and putting the, the person, you know, before the basketball player. Um, how does your position, um, you know, at PSB using those two filters as father and director, you know, how, how do you position PSB to serve other families? through that filter of father and director? I, I would say being a dad helps me a lot um, because right now having a son that's in college and kind of seeing what's happening with the transfer portal, um, what's happening just in college basketball, the demands of it uh, now versus when I was a player. Um, and then with my younger sons, just kind of seeing the impact and the changes of youth basketball, right? Um, where in club or travel basketball previously, um, there was not a lot of opportunity for players to grow and develop that were not top tier talent, right? And now you can see that there's a lot of opportunity for players to, to grow that may not have started at the top or be at the top of their class right now, they can grow into that. Um, so um, just having those conversations, especially with my younger sons and, and getting the pulse of how players um, are reactive to coaching, um, the influence of coaching, I think it helps keep me close to the pulse um, of of players that are, you know, elementary age, middle school age and beyond. Yeah, I think P, I think I think I think that's great, right? Like you and I, you and I have a similarity in this, right? Like our sons are the same age. Um and 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 I it it's funny. I I I've, I've found that the way that I approach basketball now is different similarly to you because 
I have a son who's helping me stay relevant to what is kind of going on within a fifth graders mindset or an elementary school kids mindset. And, 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 and I think that's great. And it's helped me connect with my son a little more. I think what it's helped me more connect with is parents. Um, and now when I'm talking to an elementary age parent, I, I know exactly what they're going through because I can talk about how we don't look at the scoreboard and I, I, you know, I just focus on my kid who's competing, but as a parent, I have those vulnerable mo moments when I feel bad for him, for, for him, for Keegan. Uh, and I, and I want to help him, but I also know how to approach that conversation with a parent a little more because I know what it's like to be in their shoes. And so I like I, I, the value of being a, a parent and being able to connect with parents of kids who are going through the same stuff is, is incredible, right? Like, I think, I think that's the biggest piece for me. Yeah, yeah, and I I can agree uh, with you, Chris. I think it helps me more connecting with the other parents, like you said, um, and understanding, hey, the frustration, you know, when your child may hit um, parts in their basketball journey where it doesn't feel like it's moving fast enough. Yeah. Um, and then also the parts in their journey where you're like, I know that my player can do X, Y, Z, my son um, can perform this way, but I don't see it when they come into the gym. I don't see it in games. Um, and just kind of letting them know that that's a part of the journey, right? That there's a different level of comfort in the driveway and in the neighborhood um, than there is on the practice court and then on the court of gameplay, um, you know, when we're in tournaments and it's continuing to chip away um, at, at that, at that wall until we get that breakthrough. Right. And also how do we handle it as parents? How do we handle the car ride home when you're, um, your son or daughter did not perform up to their best ability. And we know that they have a lot more ability that they just haven't yet figured out how to bring to the surface. And I think that is a skill in itself um, is to be able to take your skill from the practice court into the into tournaments, into live gameplay and helping parents realize the journey that that is, that it isn't instant oatmeal, that it isn't, you know, microwavable, um, that it's going to come that fast. And I said this a lot to my parents about our players' basketball journey is that if the path was clear, we would be on someone else's path. Yeah. Right. So in our own basketball journey, there's things to knock down. Uh, so we can't expect it to be a clear path. So when we get to those obstacles, that is the most wonderful thing that our child can can deal with in the presence of our guidance, right? Mm -hmm. And how are we going to guide them through um, those obstacles? So I think that's where it's most helpful is in my relationship with other parents and walking them th through and telling them that I'm experiencing the same thing as them. Um, it may just be in different parts of the game yeah. um, for our players. Yeah.
uh, you know, it's funny, like, right? When you say it's not microwavable, there's no instant oatmeal. Like, there's no sales rack for getting better. You know, like, uh, development's not linear, right? It's not this, then this, then this, that, right? I mean, you were playing shoots and ladders for your development. Like, one minute you're going up, one minute you're going down. And I, that's the toughest pain point, that push and pull, where development sometimes is you're stuck in the mud and you're doing the same thing over and over again. But what it is doing is it's strengthening your muscle memory. It's strengthening uh, your mindset. And so I think, I think all of that's fantastic. I have one more thing um, to what we were just talking about is, is that journey. And this is why I'm so happy that, that I'm here and I'm with pro skills is because every player's development is different. So if I can go back and just talk about, my personal development as a player, um, you know, I, I just want to do that to kind of give an example to parents and other players who may be listening on what that looks like and, and how that can be so different. Um, you know, like I was a young kid and I thought like I was a really good basketball player and I got to my middle school tryout seventh grade and I absolutely got cut. And I was so overconfident that I didn't even check the cut list that was posted up by the cafeteria wall, right? Um, and it was so humbling for me. Um, you know, I cried like a baby when I got home and I remember my dad just being like, man, what you going to going to do are you going to continue to cry about it or are you going to do something about it right are you going to you know work on your game are you going to try to get better and that was a real turning point for me because oftentimes as parents we will see player x or player um b that is playing with our child that is maybe succeeding at a much higher level than our player is at the time and we're like, I'm not sure about it. But if your your player has passion and love for the game, it is about just repping through until their breakthrough happens. Um, and I think that is the biggest part of, of being with pro skills is just the growth mindset and the belief um, that that you can grow. It's about the journey. And that is the biggest piece that I want players and parents to, to take on from here, like just continue to get your reps, continue to work on you um, and good things will happen. The momentum will eventually catch up and start to roll hard for you. If you just continue on your journey. If we had a men in black, look at the light and let me make the flash, right? Like if you're standing in front of parents and players and you've got the whole uh, look, look here and you flash it and they forget and you can tell them one thing that, that sticks with them as truth, right? Like as bond and it, and they take it with them for the rest of their life. Um, when it comes to basketball and how to approach it, um, what's the, what's the one thing that you're telling them? Basketball in the words of my guy, Rasheed Wright, pro skills, Richmond is life school. Basketball is life school, you know, Basketball has helped me in so many ways personally as far as being confident in myself, having a commitment um, to bettering myself, and just having the belief that I can do it and that I can achieve and that at the very least, I'm going to compete to get 
what I want. Like I am going to compete to get what I want. And I, I think that that's it, that the skills that you're gaining on the basketball court are skills that you can take in life. Because I remember the one day when I was sitting at my insurance job and I was a frontline representative and I said, I want to grow in my role. I want to grow in this company. And that was the day that I took off because I looked at it like the basketball court. I said, how can I score points on this job? Um, and how do I put them on a scoreboard for people to see, right? And I just started working my way through and I had the most success that I ever had in a workplace environment when I took my skills from the basketball court and from those practices and learnings and teachings um, to my life. And now I feel like my life is in a much better place because I've taken all of those things that I've gained from all of those um, coaches, good, bad, and indifferent, um, but mostly the good ones. And I now applied it to growing in life, not just on court. Um, so that that's what I would say to take with you, that sport is teaching our, our players, our kids more than just sport. That's awesome, Pierre. Thank you, man. That's all for this episode of Youth Hoops Pod, Pierre. As always, my friend, grateful for your voice and presence. Thank you for joining us. Colin, my guy, I appreciate you. To the listener, thank you for spending time with me and my two favorite people. Until next time, stay focused and leave it all on the court. Thank you for listening to today's conversation. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe so that you can stay tuned to future episodes. Follow us on all of our social media platforms at ProSkillsBasketball on Instagram and Facebook and at ProSkillsBball on Twitter. And if you'd like to find out more information about our teams, camps, clinics, or virtual basketball, check out our website at www.ProSkillsBasketball.com. We'll see you soon on another conversation.